and welcome to the Luke Miller Podcast. I'm glad that you're able to join me today. On this week's episode, we're taking a look at Romans chapter 15, verses 21 to 29, and what it means for us to discern God's will. We'll see that Paul had a lot of obstacles in his way, and yet God's will was done. We're going to see how that will work in our own lives. So if you want to grab your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 15, and let's dive in. Today we look at the interesting topic of discerning God's will in our life. And I know for each and every one of us, there has been a time where we have had plans and they have gone awry. Uh, If you have traveled and gone through an airport, you have experienced the delays, you have experienced the flight cancellations or being rerouted somewhere. And that's kind of what happens with Paul as well. Paul really wanted to be able to get to visit the people in Rome, yet he had other plans. And even those plans got derailed. And we want to really take a look at what it means for us to discern God's will in our lives as we look through that. And we're going to see that there's several different ways. One of them is uh, understanding God's providence. And two, understand planning that goes into understanding God's will. Uh, In Romans chapter 15, Paul comments about his ministry, especially his plans and hopes for the future and what that means to do service for the Lord. And as Paul bears his heart to the group of believers in Rome, most of whom he have never met and who lived in a place where he had never been, he provides some very valuable ideas for all those who are, are reading it. Now, There's that old saying that if you want to have your plans change, tell God what they are, because often we find ourselves in a place where we have to wrestle with the idea of what is our plans and what is God's plans. And I have given the example before where every Monday when I lived in Saskatchewan in the winter and it was minus 30, I waited by my phone for five minutes on a Monday morning waiting for the phone to ring from a church in Bermuda that would want me to minister to golfers who are on vacation. But that phone never rang, right? Uh, and, And so we have to see what is something that Luke wants, what is something that God wants. Uh, and and really wrestle with those ideas. Uh, and as we take a look at this message that Paul gives, there's some principles that were foundational to Paul's life. That principle, the principle that directed everything he thought, said, wrote, and did. And he really articulates that truth in in verse 32, jumping ahead, which says, by the will of God. Now, the rest of the passage leads up to that statement and reveals in an intimate and unique way the attitudes, perceptions, and purposes of a believer who lives wholly in the knowledge of the will of God. What this means for us is as we seek to discern God's will, uh, and for all those who seek to discern God's will, we must realize that true success in the Lord's work can only be attained when we wholly accept our calling and God's calling in our lives. 
and diligently commit our heart, our mind, our time, our abilities, our spiritual gifts to fulfilling that calling. That is such a, a laser focus uh, on where God is calling us. Genuine success sometimes can fail. And, and as much from trying to do more than we are called to do, and as from also doing less. What I mean is sometimes we think we should be doing more or we are doing less than what God is actually calling us to do. And so again, we find ourselves in that place of discernment. Paul did not try to do the work of several apostles, but only the work uh, to which God had called him specifically. If you look at the apostles afterwards, each had their own ministries in many different ways and in many different areas, as you can read from uh, the various letters in the New Testament. And, and he demonstrated that same kind of, of effort uh, in many ways as Jesus. And he mimicked what Jesus, whose ministry was strictly focused on his father's calling and God's will. He did not cure every illness in Israel, nor did he attempt to preach to, to, every, Drew, to every Jew, much less every Gentile. Yet after only three years of ministry, he could say his his father, or he could say to his father in that upper room, I glorify you on earth, uh, having accomplished the work that you have given to me, as we read in John chapter 17. Uh, and so we see that Jesus fulfilled his father's will. Now, in Romans chapter 15, 22 to 29, Paul demonstrates his own characteristics from his own life and elements of his own ministry that can be really given to us as evidence in the life and ministry of every believer who's committed to doing God's will. The first is we can discern the will of God through providence in verse 22. And what, do, what does that mean when we read this? So it says, uh, Romans 15, 22, this is the reason why I have often been hindered from coming to you. Now, this reason refers to Paul's fulfilling his divine calling as a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles from Jerusalem and all around the area of, uh, 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 all, all around that general region in order that they who had not heard the good news would know it and that those who had not heard would understand, which is something that we talked about last week. Now, as he says, it has happened so often, it expressed this imperfect tense, if you're looking at it from kind of a linguistic perspective. It's uh, denoting continuousness and implying that there have been several successions of hindrance. And I think that's important for us to know that in discerning the will of God, we must not mistake the first roadblock as a sign of God saying, no, don't go. We mistake a roadblock uh, and, and confuse it with God doesn't want me to go. If God wants us to change course, he will repeatedly make it clear that we need to change course. And, and I think that's what Paul is saying. Paul, what he has here, has been hindered in coming to the people of Rome because he was concentrating on fulfilling the gospel message to Jerusalem and all the area around. It was the needs of the ministry in those regions that hindered Paul many times from coming to Rome, all right? And then that's an important thing to note because it's now what he's saying is that ministry was taking place where he was and that was 
preventing him from arriving in Rome. He wanted to go, but when God is opening doors in ministry and amazing things are happening, you don't say, okay, it's time for me to pivot because I want an Italian vacation in Rome. Paul recognizes that, and I think that's important for us to recognize too, especially when we encounter obstacles in our path. We should first consider who put them there. Often, I want to suggest it's either our own doubt or our own recklessness, or maybe, just maybe, our own laziness has put a barrier to what God has called us to do. Now, I say that because I can look outside in my front yard and I know I have to rake the leaves before it's time or before we put it in the green bin and the truck comes along and takes all the leaves away. Now, that being said, I know it, the truck comes on Wednesday and I know that I've got an, it's Thursday. I've got an entire week to do that. Now, what day do you think that I finally get up and rake the leaves? I'll tell you. It's Tuesday evening when I come home from work knowing the truck comes in the morning. <laughs> we often, My own laziness of not wanting to do the work really causes me to, what I would say, do a more reckless job because I'm just trying to get it done as quickly as possible. And, and so when we look at what Paul's saying here, it's saying, you know, listen, when God... Uh, When we encounter obstacles, is it our own doubt saying, I can't do this? Is it our own laziness saying, I don't really want to do this. It's not convenient for me. Or is it our own recklessness saying, okay, God, I'll do it, but I'm going to do this as quickly as I can because I've got some other things that I want to do. And and I find that when we look at, when we think of enemies of the gospel, like they will attack us and use various means to stop us from spreading the truth. But God, but but sometimes God wants us to move in a particular direction and we'll use various means to do this. And, and when we look at what it means to put in, to see an obstacle, we ask, I think it's important for us to ask, where's this obstacle coming from? Because of God's plan and control, Paul was uh, prevented from coming to the Church of Rome. God had changed the natural course of events and directed him to another area, uh, and which was a great thing. Yet, often we find ourselves in a place when we think of God's providence and God being in control, we think of God being, con- I, I think we, let me rephrase that, I think we sometimes uh, don't think that God can be in control in the chaos of our own lives. You know, what we deem as chaos is truly God's plan. In fact, I look at Proverbs sixteen nine, and we learn the the mind of man's plan, the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. That's a that's a great passage. In in Philippians chapter two thirteen, Paul reminds believers at Philippi that it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. And that really starts to paint a picture of what it means for us to discern God's will, right? A mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So you can say, God, I want to follow you. I want to do ministry. Now you hand it over to God to say, God, direct my steps wherever that may be. I think one of the things that that often comes up in this is thinking, you know, I would love uh, to do ministry A or ministry B. And, and one you know, an example that I could give is um, 
say you've been in a church for 20 years and you've you did kids ministry for 20 years and you move to a new city and you go to a new church and someone finds out that you did kids ministry for 20 years but you may be arriving saying you know what god is kind of leading me somewhere else not back into kids ministry or whatever it may be right and, and one of the things that I always say when people are new and arrive at sunrise is um, I say, you know, take a breath for a second because the ministry that you may have been involved in before then, I'm, and I'm sure it flourished, may not be the ministry that where God wants you to be now. He may say, yeah, I want you back there. Or he may say, you know, have you thought of prayer ministry or or something along those lines. And so there's this very interesting picture of, of us saying, let me discern God's will in the ministries where I serve. God, I will do ministry. The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So Lord, direct my steps. Uh, in, in Proverbs 19, we see uh, wisdom, instruction, correction, and God's will. In 19 verses 20 to 25, it says uh, this, listen to the advice, accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plan, many are the plans in the mind of man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. What is desired in a man is steadfast love. A poor man is, is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Who whoever has it rest satisfied, he will not be visited by harm. And then it goes on uh, to talk about some obstacles that would fall in, that can fall in our way. But I think what's important here is this first little part where it says, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of man. Isn't that such a true statement? <laughs> a statement about, yeah, I've got a lot of ideas. I've got a lot of plans. I've got a lot of things that I would like to do. But is that God's plan? And is it the purpose? Are we allowing the purpose of God to stand in our lives? And that's what we get in that verse one. But it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. God's will is going to happen. It's going to get done. Uh, And are we going to be receptive of it? Are we going to participate with him uh, on ministry? God affected his will in Paul's life uh, by all the little different circumstances and all the different places where Paul thought he was going to be and then places that he ended up being. Uh, and, And so as we look at this even further, I think we can discern God's will through, and I want to say planning, if you look at verses 23 and 24 where it says, but now, since I no longer have room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain and and to be helped on my journey there by you once I have enjoyed the company of you for a while. The second element of discerning God's will for the believer who who, who wants to fulfill their divine calling and God's ministry in their life um is care in making plans for ministry. And, and, I, and, and this is interesting because 
contrary to how it may seem on first thought, sensible and careful planning by God's people does not necessarily indicate lack of trust in God's providence. Okay? Uh, Waiting on the Lord's providence does not preclude personal planning as well. We don't wake up every day and just simply say, God, where are you leading me? Uh, And... Or, or look down the road and kind of just ev- at every turn, uh, zero planning. There was a, a movie that we watched with our kids called Yes Day. Uh, and it was a story, uh, a cute little story of a family. And the parents always said no. So the deal was for one day and one day only, whatever the kids wanted to do, and there were certain rules in place, but the parents would say yes. And it goes through this this whole picture of it, right? But when you look at what the kids wanted to do, there was planning involved, right? Uh, and when you look at where there, there's a certain amount of planning that needs to happen. Um, Paul understands this as he describes this and where he's going. He wants to go to Spain. He wants to, and he knows that he's going to stay in Rome. While he's there, he knows he's going to stay a while. He's going to equip them and enjoy their company. He's been longing to be with them. I, I think the prerequisite in every case of planning as well, I should say, is that our planning, no matter how carefully and sincerely made, we must be constantly and completely subject to the Lord's control and alteration, just as it was for Paul's plans to to minister um, uh, in Rome, he believed that he no longer had uh, room and there's no further place for him in the regions where he was and where he had been ministering. And since he had longed to come to Rome uh, for quite a while, as in verse 24, he wanted to go to Spain and continue on to Spain. He did not claim that God was calling him to minister either in Rome or Spain, but he strongly hoped and planned for both ministries to happen. Notice that Paul's desire to visit Rome was not a new thing. It was something that he wanted to do for years, but God had given him opportunity upon opportunity to do other different things. Uh, And so he had not given God, uh, God had not given Paul the opportunity to actually get to Rome. This tells us something about how we live out our own ministry and our our own Christian lives. God doesn't always send us where we want to go. Paul wanted to go to Rome for years, but Paul had responsibilities elsewhere. It didn't change the fact that he wanted to come to Rome. However, God had different plans. As much as we faithfully seek God's directive will, we must, with humility, acknowledge that he may direct our steps along the way, and he will direct our steps along the way. Even if we seek to honor him and do our plans in a godly way, the route, the timing, the composition of the group may change when you look at doing God's ministry. If not even the Apostle Paul will claim with God's immediate, with, with precision, God's immediate will, how definitive should we be about claiming the infallibility of the exact knowledge of the different variables in our lives that that God may change. Paul recognizes this. And again, not even Paul, the apostle, the great apostle will claim with precision God's immediate will. 
how definitive should it be for us in our own lives? So understanding that variables will change. Change will happen no matter how much we like to plan things. So, so as we go from this, it's good for us to take this all into consideration. Uh, Paul, when we look to his eventual plans, God changed again. Uh, and it included time in prison, it included all sorts of different things. As God changes ministry, Paul knew where he wanted to go and he was happy to minister where he wanted to go. But when God opened doors, he walked through them. And I think that's a challenge that we should leave with today is make sensible and careful plans for serving God, but also understand that God is in control and those plans may change. And when they do, we are able to adapt and we are able to see God's will be done and see God's ministry working through us flourish. And I think that's a great place for us to stop today uh, and and probably uh, a great bouncing off point as we finish our series next week. So uh, again, God's providence and careful planning, they work together, but we have to be discerning and we have to be adaptable. Uh, just like Paul was in our passage. I'll leave it there for today. I hope you've enjoyed this as we've kind of looked at discerning God's will, and we'll continue on this next week. So take care, have a great week, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for joining us on the Luke Miller Podcast, part of Sunrise Digital Ministries at Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. If you're wanting to know more about our digital ministries, you can download our app at the Google Play Store or the Apple Store, where you'll find Backshed Bible Study, Sunday Sermons, and the Luke Miller Podcast. If you've got questions about who Jesus is or what it means to be a Christ follower, we would love to connect with you. And you can send us a note at www.sunrise.church/welcome, and we'll get you connected. Thanks again for joining us. Take care.